0: Welcome back to the first episode of Season 2 of the TA Podcast, which fittingly stands for the Apocalypse Podcast. If you're wondering why Luke Schramm's voice sounds so deep and manly, surprise! It's not Luke Schramm. It's me, Mr. Laszlo. Luke Shram is off in self-imposed social distancing. Because everyone's social distancing, and until we can find out a way To somehow get these guys on the podcast via technology or FaceTime or Skype or really anything, I will be hosting the TA podcast. I thought this was a pretty good way to start season two. I figured we could do a little recap of the week's past events, talk a little bit about what it's been like living through the first early days of the apocalypse and debut a section called What Winston's Reading. Let's go to the music. You are now listening to the TA podcast, the official podcast of Strathmore High School. All right, so I just got back from grocery shopping. Naturally, since my wife is pregnant, I've been tasked with being the sacrificial COVID lamb who has to go out and get our groceries. And I'm just going to put it out there. Co-op was pretty empty. There was like me and five other people. And one of the other people obviously didn't get the distance about social distancing because he was basically following me around the store. I guess some people just don't really get two meters. But it's been quite a uh, quite a hectic couple of weeks. People are hoarding toilet paper. I don't know why they're doing that when ego waffles are on sale and they're clearly the better choice. Ego waffles are certainly more versatile than toilet paper. They could even replace your toilet paper if you were really, really desperate. So I was thinking to myself as I was walking around the co-op looking at all the rice that's gone, all the toilet paper that's gone, all the eggs that are gone. There's even lots of milk that's gone. And I thought about this kind of funny meme I was looking at the other day in which it showed somebody, a hoarder, buying like 18 four gallon jugs. Four gallon? No, four liter. Four liter jugs of milk. And I was just thinking to myself, obviously somebody doesn't really understand how expiration dates work and that's going to really suck when in two weeks they've gone through eight liters of milk and now have like 12 more to just throw. The other thing I don't really get about all the people that are hoarding is the immense desire to hoard rice and flour and sugar. It's like suddenly the apocalypse happens and everybody's going to be doing an immense amount of baking. Lots of rice pudding. What are they making with all that rice? On top of that, do we think that just because the COVID virus is out that people are suddenly going to like learn to bake bread and start baking things? Nobody bakes bread anymore. I can't name one person I know that's made a loaf of bread in the past. I don't even know. Like, what are people using all the flour for? Well, let's recap the past week because it's thursday march 19th and we should have just been finishing up the first day of provincial basketball because we were set to host provincials here in Alberta or in strathmore this year and because of covid19 we are not it has been officially postponed i was thinking to myself man it has been quite the week. A week ago today, last Thursday, we were practicing. We had just beaten Brooks High School in the semifinal of the South Central Zone Final off of a couple pretty big shots by one of the hosts of the uh, of the TA Podcast himself, Luke Schramm. After uh, Dan Mulder had put us or tied us up even in overtime. Luke Schramm hit a pretty big dagger three to put us up three and Nick, Heaton, he had a pretty tough fall away shot, pretty much falling, almost laying on his back, three against Brooks, it was pretty insane. It, it might be one of the greatest shots I've ever seen live. I, I just remember, the game was getting so tense and so stressful, I actually kind of quit coaching for a bit. I just went and s- sat on the sideline and just watched because it was starting to get even so stressful for me, I couldn't even watch anymore, it was so back and forth. But we're up three. We're swinging the ball around. I think Luke almost gets trapped in the corner. We swing it up top, hit Nick. Three seconds left on the shot clock. Fall away, leans back, gases it. Crowd goes wild. Bench goes wild. It was a, uh, it was a pretty nuts game. And uh, <laughs> we had planned on getting to play Cochrane in the South Central Zone Final. Uh, we'd practiced on Thursday, just prior to practice, or I guess it was in the middle of practice. We had uh, we'd heard from the ASAA rep that provincials was going to be officially postponed, and then after that, I got an email saying that ASWA had had an executive meeting and they were recommending that all zones indefinitely postpone their zone competitions. So. The first Strathmore team in a pretty long time to, uh, to make the zone final, we weren't even going to participate as it has been suspended indefinitely. And I'm hoping that's exactly what happens, that it just stays an indefinite suspension and in five weeks we can all come out of our houses and basements, see the sun for the first time, get a couple practices in, get some shots up, play some games. Post provincials, win provincials by 70, because the Spartans are awesome. But here, uh, here we are. Who would have thought that Rudy Gobert touching all those microphones would have basically given the whole world COVID-19? It's entirely Rudy Gobert's fault. I've never really been much of a jazz fan. Uh, he spread it to everybody. It's all his fault. Just kidding. Obviously, uh, anybody who's taken an awesome class like social studies would know. Pandemics are something that people have been talking about happening for a long time. And that's why every single year I would have one or two PowerPoint slides on it. we talk a little bit about it, talk about how some people think they're going to happen. And we're all going to basically be trapped in our houses. And you know what? Here we are. We can pretty, pretty confidently say now that social studies is far and away the most important class that you're going to take in high school. So what has the school been up to without without the kids there since they were officially uh, closed for students on Sunday? They've been pretty empty. Really not a lot of kids going in, lots of teachers. We're, uh, we're all working to try and get some course content online for the kids. Naturally, they're probably just going to focus really on doing the social studies stuff since we were the ones that had predicted this pandemic. Like, thanks a lot, science teachers. You would have thought that by all the time that all the scientists had, they would have prevented a pandemic, but naturally, all the power and responsibility falls upon the social studies teachers. Luckily, we have such big, broad, well, and in my case specifically, muscular shoulders. I think a lot of these jokes generally go a little bit better in class because there's usually a few people that laugh at them, and that kind of helps me get a little more confidence with my jokes and tell even funnier ones, you get a little bit of repartee back and forth, but. Right now the only person laughing at them is my wife sitting in the living room and I'm sad to say that I don't think she's even laughed at one. So I'm really trying hard here but it doesn't seem to really be doing much of anything for her at least. Hopefully you uh, you listeners are laughing a little bit more. I guess I think we find ourselves in a bit of interesting time. You have to feel bad for the grade 12 kids who are now missing out on class. and now missing out on basketball that they could be playing or, I don't know, safety tennis they could be playing. Oh wait, I think I mean badminton they could be playing. Um, Hopefully this doesn't really, really last too long and we're all back in school. Like I think about myself and I was in grade 12 and I naturally didn't play badminton and let's be honest, I didn't even really play basketball. I mostly just watched it from the bench, but that's all right. I think i have a lot of really good memories from that time and it kind of sucks that there's going to be lots of kids that maybe won't get as many of those memories because because they're trapped in social isolation distancing themselves from other people for fear of getting the uh the coronavirus and uh and i don't know i just i guess i just think that that kind of sucks for those kids so hopefully uh hopefully we whatever that term is that they're saying that we're supposed to do now like blunt the curve or straighten the curve or I don't know what it is. Uh, I've said it like 50 times over the last couple days, but naturally when a person has to remember something, you can never remember them. Uh, If you heard that beep as my wife texting me, which I told her not to do because it would beep into the microphone. uh, She thankfully reminded me that it was called flatten the curve. Uh, Hopefully that Bing didn't blow your eardrums out, but if it did, that's all right. You've got a few weeks in self-isolation to uh, for those things to regrow back. So you should be relatively kind of come out unfazed. I'm going to try and keep these podcasts up and maybe try and get some of the previous hosts back on here so that it can be a little more conversational as opposed to just me ranting on. I'm sure lots of people have already quit listening to it because uh, because they're already sick of listening to me in social studies class. And this just seems like an extension of that. I thought as a, as a bit of an entertaining last kind of segment here of the TA podcast, I would do a, a special segment. It's called What Winston's Reading Right Now. Uh, Winston, as many of you know, is my son. and uh, he likes two things a lot. Well, actually, he likes three things. Tractors, basketball, and reading. And sometimes, like the good kind of miniature Alberta hillbilly he is, he likes to do all three at once. He tries to slam dunk his basketball while riding on his sit-on tractor with a book in his other hand. And to be honest, it's pretty impressive. All he needs now is like a mullet, maybe a missing tooth, straw hat, and, uh, and I think that he'd fit right in with kind of the locale of our region. And right now, Winston's favorite book is a book about a mud puddle, and it's by Robert Munch. Basically, the premise of the book is that this girl keeps wandering out of her house, and this mud puddle, which is somehow defying the law of physics, and I would know that because I took physics with Mr. Glandy, the greatest physics teacher ever, and this mud puddle has seemingly found its way onto the roof into a tree into a doghouse or hiding behind a doghouse and uh and the stories that followers how this mud puddle relentlessly chases this poor young girl around her backyard coating her in mud and forcing her to have repeated baths which are probably a kid's worst nightmare uh like i said it's, it's written by robert munch so if you want to read it you could you could get it yourself. We have the board book version here because our son likes to rip pages out of books. He gets so excited when reading them. Uh, We have had to resort to using board books. If you don't know what a board book is, it's a book with pages made out of cardboard so that they're way stronger than a normal paper page. And kids like Winston who get a little too excited with reading don't destroy the pages. So. Naturally, in the progression of this book, the girl goes in the yard, she gets jumped on by a mud puddle, she goes back and has a bath, goes back outside, gets jumped on by a mud puddle, goes back in and has a bath, uh, so on and so forth. But I have taught Winston to do a lot of actions while we're reading the book. So when the girl is in the bathtub getting cleaned by her mother, uh, she has to get her ears washed out and her eyes washed and her mouth washed. And Winston now expects me to pretend to wash his ears and eyes and mouth. And it's actually, it's pretty funny if you were here to see it, which this is an audio medium, so you probably really can't see it. Oh, you could be visualizing it, I guess, uh, if you know what Winston looks like. Uh, the part that I'm most proud about is at the end of this book, uh, this girl, uh, I forget her name, it's like Lucy or Jaden or uh, Jerry, or I, I can't really remember her name. Uh, she has this clever idea that uh, to defeat the mud puddle she just has to get this big huge bar of smelly soap and throw it directly into the mud puddle's middle. Uh, Obviously this book was written pre-COVID-19 in which a person wouldn't even dare think about throwing away precious soap and all of its uh, value that it currently has on whatever market you're attempting to sell it on. And at this part of the story the girl grabs her bar of soap, she goes outside she yells at the mud puddle, and the mud puddle springs across behind her neighbor's fence, across the yard, and tries to jump on her, in which she throws the bar of soap directly into the middle of the mud puddle. Uh, the mud puddle, in its kind of groaning, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say it's a dying tone, but it screams, and it, I, I forget what the sounds are exactly, but something like, Ack! Yick! Wow. And at that point, I've taught Winston to, to do the wah thing. So he goes, wah, and like shams, shoves his face into the book uh, and makes a whole bunch of really cool noises. And every time he does it, I think like, man, my son is awesome. He, like that is something that boys do. Just shove their face in, like tongue flailing. Ah, and then we do it together. And my wife looks at us and rolls our eyes. Um, she just doesn't get it it's actually really super cool when we do it together and yeah if you're looking for an interesting read um, Carly what's the name of the book? Mud puddle. The name of the book is Mud Puddle. I don't think that it's actually that I think it's something different by Robert Munch so I know we're all in social isolation you're not allowed to speak to any but well I guess you're allowed to speak to people that are in your house Oh, she's showing me the book now. It is called Mud Puddle. I knew it was Mud Puddle. I was just making her stand up to put the book away. Uh, I've never been wrong. Most of you already know that. If you're looking for something to read as you're engaging in social distancing, Mud Puddle by Robert Munch. It's It's a phenomenal book. And if you're really, really getting creative, you can read it sitting on a tractor with a basketball in your hand and a straw hat on just as Winston would proudly himself do. Anyways, this has been another exciting episode of the TA podcast. Hopefully next time we have a few more voices on here instead of my voice. Uh, Otherwise, I'm basically going to turn it into like a cool social studies podcast, which I think is awesome. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later.